This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen. With you, you can listen to us here on ESPN Radio. Watch us on ESPNU. Of course, Sirius XM80, the ESPN app, and all of our great ESPN stations all across the country as we are all pumped up for tonight, Monday Night Football. The rematch, the showdown, the preview, all could be true. Some of them are true between the Eagles and the Chiefs, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN+, Plus, ABC, all of the ESPN platform tonight because it is an awesome matchup between the Eagles and the Chiefs. All right. When we look back to yesterday, I'm going to give you some teams here, about four teams, guys, all right? And you're going to have to tell me one of two things. Yeah, I'll give them credit for that win, or give me a break. They played against that team. I'm supposed to give them credit for that win. (laughs) So here we go. We're going to do a round of this. Okay. The can we give them credit game. Can we give the Jags credit for a 34-14 win over the Titans? If you pause, that means no, okay? Then you're saying no, that that's who they should beat. Come on. We're not going to give them credit for you, that. You should beat them. You should, be, you should beat them. You should beat them. The only thing I will say is Trevor Lawrence played a really good game. He played a clean football game, which is not something we could say for the majority of his outings this season. And the Jags defense being able to generate the takeaways, two takeaways yesterday, including the turnover of downs. I, I just think the formula for success against the Titans – is one that we, we've seen from the Jags, and that has to be their identity moving forward once we get to the playoffs. Small, same thing? Yeah, same okay. thing. You, if, if this is a team that we think can get to the AFC Championship game, you should be beating the Titans like that. All right, the Cowboys yesterday, they beat Carolina 33-10. to Carolina's the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> we are bracing for potentially a Frank Reich move at some point, maybe after the season, during the season. Who knows? I know it's only one year. They do have Deron Bland, who had his fourth pick six of the season. Dak throws for two touchdowns, no interceptions. Give them credit. Or come on, really? Yeah, come on, really. I don't think we're giving them a lot of credit for beating the Carolina Panthers. The, the Carolina Panthers, in a lot of ways, beat themselves, which is never a good thing, Smalls. No, don't want to beat yourself. You but, I mean, don't. Micah Parsons being able to step up with the pass rush. He had a couple of sacks yesterday. Seven sacks tied the season high for a game for the Dallas Cowboys defense. And then just being able to take the football away. That, that's something that we can believe in. That's something that the Cowboys can hang their hat on. The other thing that was impressive for the Cowboys, getting the running game going. Like That's, that's one of those things they're going to have to lean on. It has been hit or miss this year, so getting the running game going, getting Tony Pollard going, Rico Dowdell, that's going to matter for them down the stretch. I don't know that I'm fully buying into it, but it is a decent Carolina Panthers defense for them to be able to run the ball against that front seven. I will give them credit for that. But on the whole, not impressed. I know it's hard to win any game in the NFL, but I'm showing the Jaguars, the Cowboys, respect by saying, I view you as a team that should easily come in and beat what is considered to be an inferior opponent. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go ahead and have a parade and give you all this credit for doing what you should be doing based on what we think you're capable of. That's very fair. That is a compliment to them, and it's very fair. All right, this one I think, I think – you may possibly, hypothetically, have to give the winning team credit, but, yep. may, but maybe not. Detroit was down 26-14 to the Bears in the fourth quarter of this game. They came back and won the game 31-26. It's their first time 8-2 or better since 1962. Give them credit or, come on, really? 
Can it be somewhere in between? No, because that wouldn't make no, any sense for no, what we're doing no, here. And I want to okay. hear you apply that same logic from the Panthers Cowboys game to this one. I I'm will. For it. It's congratulations. You won a game you should win after you put yourself in a terrible position <laughs> yes. against an inferior opponent. Like there, the Detroit Lions did pull out the win, and their start, as you mentioned, Evan, is amazing. The Detroit Lions and their fans have not been in this position in quite some time. So I will certainly give them credit for that. But it's a little frustrating watching that team, watching that game, knowing that it was even that close for against a team like uh, sh- the Chicago Bears. If we really think that this is a team that's going to get into the playoffs and make some noise, it shouldn't be that close. With so Chicago. your focus is being down 26-14, not winning the way that they won. Yes, because I'm holding all of these teams to a different standard. At this point in the season, we are viewing these teams as not only playoff teams, but contenders. And even though they're all pulling out the victories, and I give them credit for that, it's not impressive to me. I think it's impressive to see what we got from the Lions, and in particular Jared Goff, who started the game back-to-back picks on the first two possessions. Brutal early. That's awful. It's awful for them to hang in there and be outplayed for the first 56 minutes of the game. It's not just a matter of being down 26-14 in the fourth quarter. You got four minutes left in the ballgame. And you drive the length of the field on not just one drive, but two drives. And your quarterback is 10 or 12 with a passing touchdown, a huge explosive to Jamison Williams in the end zone. And then you follow that up by being able to punch it in again with David Montgomery, of all people, putting the exclamation point on it. Like, I, to yes, me, former team, you, you have, exactly. You have to be impressed with them being able to do that because we know it ain't always going to look pretty. It's not always going to be great. But that's a teachable moment for this team. And that just shows you how everybody is buying in to what Dan Campbell is trying to do with setting a new culture in Detroit. Like, this is a part of the belief that we're never really out of the game because there's going to come a point in time, whether it's in December or whether it's in January in playoff football, where you're going to be down. Do you have that grit? Do you have the requisite mental toughness to go along with the physical toughness that it takes to put a team like the San Francisco 49ers or like the Philadelphia Eagles out of the playoffs. I don't know, but this is one of those moments that can build toward a team that could potentially get that done. But if you were against a better opponent, you might not have been over been able to overcome your self-inflicted wounds. Sure. And that's what I'm looking at, is that we are getting to this point in the season where if they were playing a better team, that would that might be a loss for them. Well, here's the thing. I mean, and these, these let, wins matter. Let's, rem- let's remember. The Philadelphia Eagles lost to the New York Jets. <laughs> like, like that, that happened. Like, you, you have games where really good teams lose to inferior opponents. The Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Denver Broncos. Like, it, it happens. That looks different and, now. No, no, it, it sure does. But it ha- well, I guess my point is, Smalls, it happens. Sure. And it's so the find a way for it not to happen. It just shows me that this is not your same old Lions, which is a welcome sign for all the Detroit football fans. Right, Javante? Exactly. Yes, sir. Exactly. So I guess that, that would be my whole point. It would have been easy for them to, to, to throw in the towel and to quit on that game. They didn't. They deserve credit for that. All right, I got a few more now that I look at this, and I kind of group these together of do you give them credit or come on really? San Francisco beat Tampa 27-14. Brock Purdy throws for 333, three touchdowns, has a perfect QB rating. Give them credit for that win or come on, really? I give them credit for that win. Yeah, me too. I give them credit for that win. I mean, I, I mean, it was it was a what, a 6-point game in the third quarter. I give them credit for that. I give them credit for that. Like, and like it was perfect. <laughs> the, 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 exactly. Purdy Purdy and that offense like they 
when they're healthy and they're rolling, they're hard to stop. And in that defense, Chase Young has brought a different energy to that side of the ball. He spiced up the pass rush a lot, had Baker Mayfield under duress. I will absolutely give San Francisco credit for that. And again, when they're healthy, I, I don't know that there's a team in football that's a tougher out than San Francisco. Mm. Even Kansas City? Yeah, when they're healthy, I don't know that there's a team that's a tougher out. Wow. Yeah. I'm not saying that they're the best team. I'm just saying in terms of being able to, to beat that team, it's going to take all you got. It's going to take your best game. Every ounce of it. Yeah, so I, I'm not sitting there saying that San Francisco on the high end is the same as the Chiefs or the Eagles. What I am saying is they might be the toughest out in all of football. All right, last one. Do we give the Bills credit for a 32-6 win over the Jets when the Jets' offense looks that way, or do we say, come on, really? No, absolutely. After everything that was happening with the Bills and removing Ken Dorsey, firing their offensive coordinator, Josh Allen throwing all these picks, it it felt like disaster zone in Buffalo. They needed to come out and beat an inferior opponent because they were on a skid. So I'm going to give them all the credit in the world for being able to overcome everything that was happening in their own building, essentially. James Cook is good at football when he can hold on to the football. Yeah, I think we learned that last week, too, right? Yeah, he's good. Well, I mean, they had him on the the bench because he let go of the football a couple of times. But when he holds on to the football, he's actually good at football. Like, And to your point, though, I think them having more balance on the offensive side of the ball matters. 38 rush attempts. Like That's what I'm looking at. Run the football, man. Like You are are a cold-weather team. I don't know why you act like a dome team in the way that you call your offense. You're a cold-weather team. It's going to be snow. It's going to be cold in Buffalo. It's going to be windy. The passing game ain't always going to be prolific. Do you have another pitch? And I think we saw yesterday that the Buffalo Bills are at least trying to add another pitch to their arsenal. Now, I'm not sold just because of how bad the Jets' offense is. I think that defense finally got tired or they got mad at their offense or it was a combination of the two. But I think – what Buffalo tried to do on the offensive side of the ball yesterday with running the football, I think that's a welcome sign. I always talk about the number being 50 runs plus completions. Yesterday, the Buffalo Bills, 58 runs plus completions. That is your formula for success, and that's also a way to limit the turnover-worthy plays from Josh Allen. And a message to Steph Diggs. You are a great, great football player. Everyone knows that. Yesterday, you had four catches and 27 yards. Yesterday, you also had a good game. Because you're the focus of the defense. And if they're going to focus on you, and they're going to have 13 of 20 completions, three of them touchdowns, to non-wide receivers, that's not a bad thing right now. They have to redo this offense on the fly here. Like this, What they're doing now, CC, is kind of the training camp reinstall of a new, de- a new offense that we're going to complement things with running backs and tight ends. But they have to do it on the fly. They fire an offensive coordinator. They have to get smarter with their offense. And yesterday they did that. I love what they did yesterday. That is exa- in, in short yardage, give Josh Allen the football. Dump it off to a running back out of the backfield. Let like uh, wide receivers make plays on shorter passes. When you want to go deep, fine. Go deep if the situation is right. But force nothing. Also, one other thing. I did not bring up the Texans and, and Cardinals in terms of give them credit or come on, really. I feel like we still have to give the Texans credit no matter what, right? For yeah. any win at this point. Absolutely. Because they season? do have a – no, CC, you're not in on no, that? No, we do. Okay, we do. yeah. Because yeah. I, I didn't think that was a debatable one. I think we still – C.J. Stroud, for him, not great yesterday in terms of three picks, was great on third down. They won a game. I don't care who they're playing. Did they cover? 
They did. Exactly. That's all that matters. That's all I care about. They covered. It was four and a half. They won by five. Cool. That was a good win for the Houston Texans. I'm not going to take anything away from the Texans for that. The one thing I'll say is this. For the Texans, this is new territory for this franchise. Yeah. It's a new head coach. It's a new quarterback. How do you deal when you are the hunted and not the hunter? And, like, when they were in Cincinnati, they were the hunt. They were the hunters. Yesterday against the Cardinals, they were the hunted. How do you respond in those situations? Got a little shaky in the fourth quarter, but they found a way to win that game. So I will give them credit for that one. I mean, no style points, but it's a situation where it's a teachable moment. And when you have those in wins, it's always a good thing in the National Football League. Coming up, all the small things. Next on Sportsmanlike. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome back to Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. Evan Cohen, Chris Candy, and Michelle Small. Did I call you Chris Candy right Chris there? Candy. Chris Candy. You can't say my name. I can't Chris say his Candy. name. What is going on wow. on a Monday? Chris Candy, obviously, and I'm Michelle Smallman. And it's time to go around the weekend in sports, and I'm going to present you guys with some small things. You ready? Let's do it. Actually, this first thing is not a small thing. It's <laughs> kind of a big thing. It's kind of okay. a major thing that we've been waiting for for a really long time. So yesterday, the Dallas Cowboys, Carolina Panthers, they beat Carolina 33-10, to but the headline coming out of that game was really nothing that happened on the field, guys. It was in the pregame show when Cowboys owner Jerry Jones announced that Jimmy Johnson is going into the ring of honor hey, at last. 30 years. Let's go. 30 years after Jerry's he coached the Cowboys to two consecutive Super Bowl titles. He finally gets his honor and he gets his due. So thrilled for Jimmy Johnson. Why? Why now, though? Like, this should have been done Wait, 20 years ago. Why why, did, why would they do that? Because Jerry Jones tired of waiting to win a championship. Do you He's think? T- it's, it's, listen, man, I, you can't anger the football gods. You cannot anger the football gods. And there's no reason in no world which my former teammate, DeMarcus Ware, who didn't get drafted to the Cowboys until 2005, belonged in the wing of honor 
10 years after. He didn't get drafted 10 years after the Cowboys won their last championship. There's no world that exists that he should be in the Ring of Honor before Jimmy Johnson, but that's how it went down. The only way to make it right is for Jerry to put Jimmy Johnson in the Ring of Honor. He's finally going to do that. He's going to exercise the demons. Big time. And so that that might that might change how okay. I look at the Dallas Cowboys this All right, year. It's so just then on the record, just everybody, if they win the Super Bowl this year, this season, yeah. will we look back at this moment yes. and the moment that it takes this place on December 30th that changes the, the mojo for them. Now this remember, the they did win a Super Bowl after Jimmy left, but nobody at that point during the Barry Switzer Super Bowl year was saying Jimmy should be in the Ring of Honor. That was Jimmy versus Jerry, Jerry yes. versus Jimmy. Yes. We're long gone since then. And that was Jimmy Johnson's team. Remember, Jimmy yes. Johnson built that team with the Herschel Walker trade. Mm-hmm. That was Jimmy's team. So, but I still give. That's a whole different topic. That's a whole different conversation. The Dungy Gruden, you know, Miami has the Butch Davis, Larry Coker. Who do you give the credit for after the guy leaves that built the team? But we're saying that this changes the mojo. It does. It All does. Right, I, I might have to look at the Dallas Cowboys as a serious contender now. That'd be amazing if now you change all of your Cowboys <laughs> takes. I might, have to, I, might, I might have to. Okay, but we have said this before. I think Jerry watches on Sportsmanlike, listens to us every morning, maybe as he's getting ready for his day, which we love you, Jerry. Thanks for watching the show. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. But we have said that maybe this is the problem, that maybe Jerry has cursed himself. And I think maybe he is doing some self-reflection at this stage of his life, and he's saying, I need to just let bygones be bygones. I need to put the ego aside, and I need to make things right. And maybe that will clear the energetic pathway for me to get what I want and need. I just don't understand how, how – I just don't understand why it was okay for Jerry to be so ridiculous about this for so long. Jimmy Johnson is in the Hall of Fame. Oh, it's not okay that he was He's in the pro. So but here's the thing. He's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Like it's not a, it's not for anything he did at the U. This is about what he did at at, at the pro ranks. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, he only coached one pro team. Two, Dolphins. Oh, he coached the Dolphins. Okay, yeah. so he coached the Dolphins. Okay, give him credit for the Dolphins. But he made his name as the Cowboys head coach and won two championships, and he took over for a legend in Tom Landry. You asked why is it okay? <laughs> because he owns the team and he's a billionaire. That's it's still, why. It's still not okay though. I mean, sometimes people say, I don't know how I'm going to say this. Uh, let's Hopefully I can do this. Uh, do it, what's, the, what's the point of having bleep you money if you can't say bleep you? Jerry Jones for a long time said bleep you. But that's yeah. the wrong bleep you. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do. Yesterday was the right thing. By the way, the other, the other weird part of this. What's up? When this started coming across yesterday before the games, I just assumed, because Nuno, our producer, texted us, Jimmy's at the game. I didn't think about where the game was. I'm like, oh, that's great that he's back in the game was in Carolina. Jimmy's like, oh, this will be an easier flight from the Keys. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Well, I'll go there. That'll I'll be go, easier. I'll go there. Flight makes problems, sense. maybe, yeah, something sense. like that. No, wow. but I can so avoid the LA trip this week. This is great. <laughs> no doubt. But thrilled for Jimmy Johnson finally getting his honor in Dallas. It's a victory Monday for CeCe and Nuno. Congratulations, guys. It doesn't You're... feel like a victory Monday, though. Oh, why not? Because the Giants have a worse draft pick than we did when we woke up yesterday morning. But you're wearing the gear. I'm Your team got a win. I don't Chicken cutlets mi- and gold chains for I don't want to be miserable about my team winning a game. And so I'm choosing not to be. Okay. But my mind tells me that we're going to hate the fact that we won this game. 
because of what it's going to do to our standing in April, it's going to keep us from being able to get one of those two quarterbacks at the top of this year's class. I wanted Caleb Williams. I was dreaming about Drake May. It's <laughs> probably not going to happen now because we beat the Washington Commanders not once but twice this season. Hello, Joe Alt, the offensive <laughs> tackle from Notre Dame. Is that who they're saying we're going to draft? I just it was an easy name for me to pronounce. So, oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. Some of the okay. other names are harder for me to okay. pronounce. Gotcha. I don't know them as well. Okay, yeah. <laughs> don't want to go with Olu Fashanu. No, but you do. Okay. But I, I like Caleb Williams, Patriot. Anyway, go ahead. Of course. Oh, this is like the battle between you two on who's it's must lose weekend for us. Must, must, must lose. lose weekend. It's must lose weekend. It is a must. It's a must lose weekend on Unsportsmanlike. <laughs> I know the Giants are going to win this game, which is going to make it worse. No, like Pat's right. Got it. No, no, seriously. The, right now, the Titans and the Commanders are behind us, and I know I just know that the Giants are going to find a way to allow those teams to leapfrog us in the draft order. You and I should really be at the game this weekend, both with bags over our head. I was about to say, do you want to go to that no, game? No, but I was going to say, <laughs> why would you no, want to? Why would you want to go to that game? Yourself? Here's the good thing: we have a job you waste to do. Gas? Yeah, no way. <laughs> we have a job to do. That job on Monday, one week from today, will not include a breakdown of the Giants Patriots. What else? Smalls? Well, you will be talking about it. Uh, because it is a, a must-lose must game. Oh but, you know, God. after a hard-fought victory that the New York Giants had over the Washington Commanders, what do you want to do? You want to go to the locker room, take a hot shower, decompress? You've earned it, right? Well, that didn't happen in Washington. We know that there's been issues at FedEx Field before. There was no hot water at the stadium yesterday, guys. The commander said that they had an equipment failure and the main water heater there was no hot water in the locker rooms after the game here's Giants quarterback Tommy DeVito talking about the situation no hot water they said or no? do you see my hair no hot water you see his no hair hot no hot water this is a, a great Italian guy who came, who just had a, a really hard fought victory he needs the hair to be right in the post game press conference that's a I don't, I don't know here's the thing Whoever called the code red for the Washington Commanders, good on you. Because the team that beats you doesn't deserve hot water in their shower. And guess what? Neither does your team because of how they played. Six turnovers? Are you kidding me? No hot water for nobody. All of y'all could be miserable as far as I'm concerned. That was an absolute abysmal game to watch. As a Giants fan, I didn't want him to win. I was hoping that Tommy DeVito would go over. If he put us in position to have a top two pick, we could build a statue for that man outside of MetLife Stadium and give him a lifetime supply of chicken cutlets. But that didn't happen. <laughs> he decided he wanted to win on the road. Congratulations, congratulations to Tommy DeVito and his parents who were at the game and who have all-time bragging rights in North Jersey. I guess my biggest point is this. It didn't feel like a win for either team that was on the field yesterday. It was bad. It was bad ball. It was bad to watch. It's poorly coached by the Washington Commanders. And Ron Rivera and Eric Bieniemy shouldn't be working today. Um, great promotion for the cold plunge industry. I mean, everybody's loving these cold plunges now. It's right? They're great. I love them. Right. I mean, that's what the, the Washington commanders are telling everybody. Cold plunge better than a hot shower post game. So that's what they want. It's like cycling had a big push for a while, right? Yeah. Now it's cold plunge. Kale had a big push in the food world. Yeah. You know, I think that's what it is. But you know what, though? There's always that gamesmanship between teams in the but NFC But not when it's in your own team's uh, locker yeah, room, free- too. <laughs> Well, they don't deserve hot water with the way they play. They don't deserve hot water. Do they deserve, the way that the, the way that Washington plays? You say, you know what? You guys deserve hot water. You know that you deserve a snack post game. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't deserve any of those too. things. You don't. No applesauce. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. The that, only thing you're entitled to is the check, and that's because we're contractually obligated. But they didn't earn that. 
And you don't want to reward the team for beating you. That no. is one way to motivate your team. If you guys win, you get hot water. <laughs> what is this major, the game. major League? <laughs> <laughs> we'll turn it on. You if like you the win. movie Major League? <laughs> they have the Josh wanna, Harris you, you cut want, out and they're ripping want, off the clothes. You, you, want, you want better accommodations? Do they want to win, do that? Win more games. No, I'm just saying this. When I was in the NFC East, I spent eight of my 11 years in my career there. Teams would shut off the heat to the benches. During Ooh, the game, like the brutal. New York Giants and Old Giant Stadium, they were notorious for that. Washington would sometimes play those games. And then the Philly sports fans, I mean, Pat knows his people. They're just miserable people. So, I mean, it's just, it's just the, the, the gamesmanship in the NFC East, this, this happens more often than you, than you think it does. Just putting that out there. All right, coming up. Will the Jets regret giving Aaron Rodgers the keys to the franchise? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. <laughs> it is Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPNU. I don't know what's going on. No, I'm just I'm laughing at Javante because he, what he's doing with the rejoin music and Aaron Rodgers doing anything for the clout. Like, that's, that's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I didn't know the song. Yeah, yeah that's why doing I was anything lost for the on clout. that. Yeah, okay. just, just, just laughing about that. That's Well done by you, Javante. Well done. Go ahead, F. No, no, that's fine. Um, so there's three things here to discuss <laughs> with the Jets, which I feel like you're just doing bits every time you talk about the Jets. It's like, really? This, only, only the Jets, right? So yesterday they lose to the Buffalo Bills, and their quarterback, Zach Wilson, uh, yet again is not very good. He actually gets benched in the game, but benched is even maybe a too strong of a term because Tim Boyle comes in. It was a blowout game. Bench to me indicates in a meaningful moment you take a guy out, you put someone else in, and to hope that they make an impact to in, impact winning. That was not going to happen yesterday. No, Tim Boyle came in in mop up time. Exactly yeah. right. Exactly right. And Zach Wilson was brutal. Seven of 15, 81 yards, a touchdown and a pick. He's been the quarterback during a streak that is now completed, but 41 straight offensive possessions without a touchdown, which is just nuts. And Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets, was asked about who the starting quarterback is going to be on Friday, a short work week against the Miami Dolphins. 29-6, uh, just tried to see if we can get go- something going on the offensive side of the ball. Is that, uh, who's your quarterback moving forward? Uh, we're we're going to watch the tape and just and uh, we'll make a decision tomorrow. Okay, so um, they're going to watch the tape, make a decision tomorrow, which, CC part one of the three-part Jets series here, to me, tells me either they don't have another option that is of significance, which I think may be true, and or it's not up to him. Yes. All <laughs> of them. May know. All you know, of the you above. Know the, you know the only thing that's up to Rob Sala? 
whether or not he decides he's going to wear a beard. And thank God that he decided to shave the beard off and he went with the, the booty face because the beard with the Beijing in it wasn't working for him. He didn't like the dark No, beard. I didn't like it. I didn't like it, Smalls. I wasn't a fan of it. But here's the thing. The guy is trying to tell us he's not the one that's making this call. He's not the one that created a situation where Zach Wilson was the only option to Aaron Rodgers. He's not the one that decided not to make a move at the deadline when it became clear and obvious that Aaron Rodgers wasn't coming back anytime soon. I, I just, Rob Sala is telling us at every single turn this is not him. Like two weeks ago, he was on with the Michael K. Show on 98.7 FM in New York City, and he said, I plead the fifth when it came to other options at quarterbacks. Think about it. A head coach saying on a spot that he does every week to a question that he knows he's going to be asked, I plead the fifth. You know what, let me, let me just add one please, thing. Please, please, by I, all means. It, earlier in the show, and you can go back and listen on the ESPN Outdoor podcast, I gave a rundown of the moments when you knew it could be over for coaches. The Frank Reich press conference in Carolina, where he's like basically blaming the owner. Yeah. Brandon Staley yesterday saying, I'm going to call the defensive plays, it's going to be me. If Robert Sala doesn't make it with the Jets one day, CeCe, that's it. That's, that's it. the moment. I've when he the fifth. The fifth. I've lived. That's the moment. Why did you? Why did you fire Rob Sala? I, I plead the, the fifth. fifth. Yeah, I'm I gonna use his terminology. I, I think, but he can't plead the fifth with the guys in the locker room, and especially those guys on the defensive end. And, and that was the part that was, uh, I guess, most glaring to me in watching yesterday's game. I actually felt bad for C.J. Mosley, for Quentin Williams, Bryce Huff. Quincy Williams. I felt God, bad for the guys on the defensive side of the ball because their offense doesn't give them a chance, Smalls. Yeah. Their offense doesn't give them a chance. I, I mean, literally, when you see Zach Wilson tripping over himself to go out on the field, nearly throwing an interception, and then the play right after that, actually throwing the interception, you realize that they had no chance. Like on the, on the on the fake punt call, that was a gutsy call by by Rob Sala and their special teams coordinator Brent Boyer. That was a gutsy call by them. And I saw the throw, and I was like, hell, put Tom Morstead, the punter, at quarterback. Maybe he gives you a better chance. Oh, and here's no. the thing. You go on social media, you go on X, and everybody else is saying the same damn thing. That lets you know how bad it is for the Jets. But when it comes to the guys on the defensive side of the ball, I can't give them enough credit for their professionalism because they go out there every single game and give this team an opportunity. And the offense goes out every single game and leaves them out to dry whether it's setting them up to take the L on short fields because of turnovers, it's not being able to get first downs and sustain drives, which leaves their defense out there all kinds of long in a game. It, it just feels awful to see that offense put that defense and special teams in that position. And that's why I think Rob Sala has got to be careful in this spot because he could have a mutiny on his hands if he doesn't do something different at quarterback for the sake of just doing something different. It is amazing how high and low the vibes have swung for the Jets this season. This offseason, the hard knocks, Aaron Rodgers, it really felt like this franchise was turning a page and that this was going to be the year where they weren't the same old Jets and they were going to be able to put it all together and actually be a Super Bowl contender. And now we look at Zach Wilson tripping onto the field as the encapsulation of what this team has become. When we look back at the Jets franchise, of course they're the franchise that has the butt fumble. They're the fumbling, bumbling New York Jets. And now (laughs) Zach Wilson tripping onto the field represents the way that we feel about this offense and this team, which is a shame based on where they were earlier this year. And if 
if Aaron Rodgers gets credit for Zach Wilson having the right mentality and kind of bouncing back early on in this second stint or third stint with the Jets, are we also going to give him blame then for what we're seeing with Zach Wilson? Because it's a nightmare right now. But speaking of Rodgers, all kinds of reports that he wants to come back, Smalls, right before Christmas, that he wants to open that practice window. Jay Glazer of Fox said he sent a video to the New York Jets of him working out. They couldn't believe it, and that he wants to practice on December 2nd. Well, they're more likely than not going to lose the Dolphins this week, I would think, at home uh, at, at um, MetLife. But that drops them to 4-7 and seven mm-hmm. with a loss this week. Why would you open up the practicing window for Roger? Why would you bring him back at this point? This is a really tough one for me to navigate, guys, because part of me is, is exactly where you are, Evan, which is like, why risk it? Why, if he's going to be your future next year, if you're going to continue to put all your eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket, why would you possibly risk an early return and potentially something going awry? It's just not worth it. But on the other hand, the state of the team right now is in such disarray, and he has been the singular galvanizing force changer in the New York Jets. So I understand why they have given him the keys to the kingdom and why they might find it so imperative to let him come back in whatever capacity he chooses because he is the one that can right the ship. Whether it's out on the field or not, just having him around changes this organization. Well, it's what you said, Smalls. They got to have proof of concept that they can get some wins because guess what? If things keep trending the way they are, they're going to fire Rob Sala. They're going to fire his coaching staff. And it's going to be hard to justify keeping that hacking around if you're getting rid of the head coach when the problem has been the offense, not the defense. Rob Sala made his name as a defensive coordinator in this league with the San Francisco 49ers. The defense ain't been the problem. The defense has been on the field more than any other defense in the NFL save the New England Patriots defense. That's how bad the Jets' offense has been. This ain't Rob Sala's fault. This, this, this is on Aaron Rodgers and the brain trust that put together this offensive unit in this scheme. And it's their fault that they didn't have a more viable option to execute it other than Zach Wilson if Rodgers were to go down. If you decide for whatever reason that you're going to get rid of Rob Sala, then I don't see how you keep the band back together. So to me, the reason why you would bring Aaron Rodgers back is just so you can get some wins to justify job security of all involved. That, that would be the only reason. And you have to sell that not just to your fan base, not just to ownership, but the guys on the defensive side of the ball. Because they're the ones that are bearing the brunt of the incompetence that we're seeing on the offense. Like, at some point, what Rob Sala is telling the guys on the defensive side of the ball rings hollow. Because they're not holding people on offense accountable. And that's Zach Wilson included. Which is why I think they have to do something different just for the sake of saying we're trying as many different things as we possibly can. You brought up a name that I want to double down on. Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator for the Jets. There may not be a worse stretch of coaching football than this man has had over the last two years. You're right. You're right. You're right. Let's be clear on something. What is he great at? And I'm not actually knocking what I'm about to say. He's great at allowing Aaron Rodgers to do whatever the hell Aaron Rodgers wants to do. Not every coach would do that. I'm actually giving him credit for that. Then when he goes to Denver... We now have to look at Russell Wilson, and whether you think he's good like I do or fine like CeCe and Smalls do, he doesn't look like he looked last year when Nathaniel Hackett was his head coach. 
Nathaniel Hackett coached some of the worst football we have ever seen to a point that Sean Payton broke the code. He's like, I got to tell everybody how bad this was. And he was right. And now he goes to the Jets. The mark of a good coach at times is making something out of nothing. Zach Wilson was horrific last year. So much so that his teammates wore shirts for the backup, Mike White. He's worse this year. Somehow Nathaniel Hackett has made him worse. This man has put together the most unimpressive two-year stretch of coaching football we may have ever seen. Ever. And part of it has to go on him, too. I get why they hired him. Because he's Aaron Rodgers' guy. But if Aaron – he should have been oh, rehabbing. Oh, he has to wear this. No, he should have been rehabbing with Rodgers. They should have <laughs> sent him to rehab with Rodgers. And when Rodgers comes back, he comes back. It's a package deal. Part three, by the way, is they want Devontae Adams. Yeah, no bleep. And I want to look like Brad Pitt. That doesn't mean I'm going to, and it doesn't mean they're going to get Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Well, and things are changing with the Raiders, too. So right. I, don't, I don't know if that's a possibility. We'll I would see. say it's probably not a possibility. If, if Antonio Pierce, the head coach – I don't think they're going to be so quick to trade Devontae Adams this offseason. If the old regime was in there, maybe. Maybe. Not the new regime. Regime, excuse me. Coming up, Smalls will make us smile. I'm for it. Positive programming next on Sportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time to smile here on Unsportsmanlike with Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman. Last segment we were talking about the state of the New York Jets. Not fun for anybody, guys. So let's put a smile on your faces. First things first, Marvin Harrison Jr., outstanding wide receiver at Ohio State. We know he's a Sunday player, but as his time winds down as a Saturday player with Ohio State, he talked to GQ guys, and they asked him about how he wanted to be remembered at Ohio State, what his legacy was going to be. And here's what he said. I don't want anyone to remember the awards, touchdowns, yards, whatever it may be. I just want people to remember the person who I was, you know? Most important is that I was the guy that treated everyone equally, and I said hi to to everyone. If you're an NFL franchise, what a great answer. 
You want to draft him because he says hi to everyone? I'm just saying he's he's one of one of many. If Nathaniel Hackett said hi to everyone, you want him as your offensive coordinator? Apparently that's what it's taking. As long as you say hi to Aaron Rodgers. Hi. As long as you say hi to hi, Rodgers. Hi, as small. long as you do that, Jeez, you can you be an it. offensive coordinator in this league. He Maybe even a head right coach guy. if we're trying to get him. No, I love this, Smalls. I, I think it's Thank reflective you, of the CC. character of the person. I love the fact that the best player on the team is saying it's important how I'm remembered in terms of the person more so than the football player. We know what kind of football player he is. He's probably he's arguably the best football player in college football. But the fact that he's aware of how he treats people in the building matters, especially knowing he's going to get drafted to a team that's going to need a reset when it comes to the culture overall. So I love this from Marvin Harrison Jr. He already sounds like a pro's pro in how he answered that question. Absolutely. He feels like a guy that can immediately go into a locker room and be a leader, and that's impressive to me. I know it's not to you, Evan, but it's impressive Well, if I'm the Chicago Bears, I need to find a way legally, morally, ethically, which you can't, so you're going to have to work, do a workaround, of somehow getting to Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. and making them decide they want to play with each other. And the only way that could happen is with your team because you're going to have two top five picks. You need to try to get these guys to say we need to be together in the pros. Ooh, could you say ima- hi to each could other? Could you imagine Caleb Williams with DJ Moore and Marvin Harrison? Jr. Yeah, I can. Met, uh, you need to be sneaky be, if you're that, the Bears. That'd be a really, that'd be a really good Chicago. What is, some it's advice. in Chicago. Yes, yes, some advice. Be sneaky. Do whatever workaround you need. Get these two to decide that they're a package deal because you're the only package that accepts that delivery. That doesn't make sense. That doesn't yeah, make what? sense. You're the only I thought I that had, accepts it. No, I thought I had a good You almost player. landed the plane. You were right there. You, you know almost, what, though? You almost landed it. He said you it with his chest landed. up. So bad. He said it so, so confidently. You're the only package so that can make that delivery. He said it so confidently. You're the CC, only. That I was like, what would what? be the better way? You're the only address that it. No, I'll get this by 10 Yeah, you're, you're the only address that can accept that delivery. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, you had another one. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, there we okay. go. There well, we go. Wow, that was almost, bad. Almost. Yeah, it was. You know what? It's positive. Yeah, We're laughing. Almost. If somehow Caleb Williams and Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. went to Chicago and the tides turn for the Chicago Bears. I'm sure Drake would be very excited to all of a sudden become a Chicago Bears fan. Drake? Drake, because we know that he likes to be fans of any team that's having success around sports. But he's a he's a guy from the 6. He's a Raptors fan. And guys, he jumped into the TSN broadcast booth during Friday's game with the Celtics and the Raptors. He was really funny, but he was throwing some shade at Peyton Pritchard. Here's what it sounded like. Here's Drake in the booth. For all the dog scary hours edition. Oh boy. We bring in Drake. Listen, guys. Brady is good. Scotty B. Scotty oh, B. The shoe fits. Yeah, the yeah. The shoe yeah. fits. The shoe definitely fits that way. For all the dog scary hours edition. Oh boy. We bring in Drake. Listen, guys. Brady is good. Scotty B. Oh, I guess we don't we don't have the exact sound of what he said about Pr- Peyton Pritchard, but he says he looks like a crypto scammer, guys. Wow. Throwing some shade wow. on him. Shade. Says he looked like a crypto scammer. Yeah. He, he also had a moment during the broadcast, and shout out to Matt Devlin on that, because that's who that did that. Uh, he also had a moment on the broadcast where he looked at the coach of the Raptors like, oh, that's not Nick Nurse anymore. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. It's so good. It's oh, so good. And he was wearing this all denim getup. But like, yeah. It was just like there was like padding on the denim. Yeah. Fascinating. For You're Drake. a big Drake fan, though, right? I figured you would be because he's a front runner like you are with his comes with his sports fandom. He copied right? me. He, wants he, co- to he copied you? Yeah, sometimes okay, he dreams that he is me. Okay, so are you going to follow him and get face tattoos or no? Does Drake have a face tattoo? He now? does now. Oh, does he? Drake has a face tattoo now, yeah, right over his eyebrow. Well, he's the only package that can accept that it's delivery. A, that's, a, that, that's a choice. <laughs> that is a choice. 
That is a choice. I guess when you have a level of success and money and fame that you know you're never going to have to wear a tie to work, you yeah. can go ahead and do things like that. Yeah, but I just I just think about like all of the choices in life that would lead to you getting a face tattoo. Just like I just wonder like the series of choices that it takes to get to that point in life. Speaking yeah. of tattoos, yeah. did you see that the NBA ruled against LaMelo Ball has a tattoo like behind his ear that they said you cannot display and he has to cover a tattoo during the games? Just really? thought I'd add that. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Again, another Did not know that. that Did not know that. Except that delivery. Did not know that. <laughs> trying to you make know, that a thing. Now, <laughs> now that it's, it's the holiday season, there's a lot of gifts that are going to be delivered. we we got to find some sort of home for this, Evan. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is just I yet, think the exact but... quote is, you are the only package that can accept that delivery. Makes no sense. Okay. Well, before we get to Christmas, the holiday season of gift giving, we have Thanksgiving. And I wanted to give a shout out to a couple athletes and teams who are doing great things in the community. Uh, Russell Westbrook and his Why Not Foundation gave away 1,000 Thanksgiving meals to families in L.A., which I thought was awesome. He's been doing that since 2012. And Kirk Cousins, you guys, he joined his Minnesota Vikings teammates uh, the same exact day that he got his cast off. And he went to the Salvation Army to make sure and give out Thanksgiving meals in the Minnesota area with his Vikings teammates. Nothing can stop Kirk Cousins from being a class act and a great member of his community. I can't spin that negatively. I'm not going to spin some of that. I'm about to say, how can you spin that negatively? There's no negative spin on that. Good on Kirk Cousins for doing that. And I appreciate the consistency. But giving back to the community should be about more than just one week, right? It it shouldn't just be, oh, around Thanksgiving we're going to pass out turkeys. Because nobody wants to be known as one of the turkey people that just come around once a year. For the photo op. For the photo op to make themselves feel good and don't really actually – you know, do service for the right reason. So I'm just just putting that out there. Not a negative spin, just a just a little bit of a PSA. Kind of a negative spin. How is that a negative spin? <laughs> He's been doing this for over a decade. It's not a negative spin. By the way, shout out to Russ doing the right thing, going to Ty Lue and saying, "Put take me out of the starting lineup. I'll go to the I'm bench. sorry, I said Russell. Russell. I said Kirk Cousins. That's Russell well, Westbrook. Both, both of them, them did. No, it was both, both of them, them did. Right. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Okay. No, it was both of them. But give Ru- both of them credit. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. but Russ did do the right thing, and somebody had to go to the bench in the Clippers, and they finally got a win, um, which is nice there. Um, yes, and they're giving out turkeys. Here's here's just you and I talking. Nobody What's up? can hear us. The way we could have spun that negatively is we could have gone on the whole we don't want turkey for Thanksgiving, and they should have given out other food. We should have gone there. You wanted to take it there. We should have. We okay. could have. Is there right? a way that the Clippers can give away James Harden? Oh, can we do that? He's a turkey. Yeah, he's a, he's they cooked. They need a duck. He's going to be cooked. They need a duck and <laughs> not a turkey. A, it's a wrap. <laughs> no, I don't think they can do that. Although I yeah. did have this moment of the weekend. I'm like, can you imagine if he asked out? How funny that would be if he all of a sudden is like, I want to be traded. You want to be traded from where? The Clippers already? Oh, that would be amazing. All right, we have the game of the year we hope, we think, is going to happen tonight in the NFL. Monday Night Football, Super Bowl rematch. Sal Powell will join us next to discuss Kansas City and Philadelphia. We're on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. 
Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.